Hey gang, this is Tim, and uh, yeah, we're going to go and start and do a little Marvel. Um, I'm going to go through, um, I just did a build of Iron Man, and then I'm going to walk you through the rules. And I'm going to give you the pros and cons along the way that's similar to uh, uh, Arkham Horror, and a little bit of Lord of the Rings, and uh, I'll give you my take on it, and uh, why I think it's in my rotation, and I think... This uh, this game this game does rock. I mean, it really does. Uh, but I'll give you my thoughts on it, and uh, we're gonna go through a playthrough. So, how I'm doing this is, uh, I try any deck that I have available, and I pick a hero, and I pick one of the four aspects, and I'll explain that along the way. And then what I try to do is I try to beat the villain at least once, and I give myself three tries. If not, I'm gonna go back to the drawing board and retool and refigure out the deck. That's how I've been going, and I did it when I first picked it up early last or early late last year, and uh, going through and and seeing what aspects work well with uh, heroes and some don't. And there's a couple heroes like what I'm playing right now, Iron Man. I have not played yet at all, so I mean I played with uh, some of the other heroes, but I had no desire to play with Iron Man. But I'm gonna try it out and see how it goes, and see uh, if I can actually do a successful Iron Man build. So, um. Don't have to listen to this. If you're Arkham, don't worry. I'm still going to do Arkham. Uh, but I am going to run Marvel. So, uh, And I'll load, some, I'll load it up in here as well. So um, uh, for Marvel episodes, I'm going to put them out on Mondays, typically, unless something new happens. Um, but I'll still be doing Arkham. I'll still be doing uh, LOTR uh, on Thursdays when I when I run uh, those scenarios as well, when I'm doing a progression series. But in either case, uh, I'm going to give you my thoughts and takes on it. And uh, I'm going to post the deck list for Iron Man, and um, we'll give it a go. So, without any further ado, what is all this Marvel action about? Emergency distress calls, sneaking into alleyways and changing into costume. I hate to say it, but I'm kind of starting to enjoy this. William Foster, a.k.a. Goliath. So, Marvel Champions is a living card game, and one of the things FFG did get right about this game is despite the high price tag and it's about $60 retail um you have a full play set so unlike Arkham in Lord of the Rings or heck even Netrunner or anything like that from their previous games says you never had a full play set you always had to buy a core set multiple times for Lord of the Rings if you want like they I they say they don't have an uncommon common and rare hierarchy they really do in, in Lord of the Rings so you actually end up buying three to uh, get a full play set. Now with this one. This one here is you'll have five heroes and full play sets. So you have enough in the box to actually make five decks. And you're not going to get hosed and say, well, well, I can only have, uh, you know, I need three of this particular card and I only have two. Nope, 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 nope. Not with this. You're going to have you're gonna have it. Um, now, ideally, um, if where it gets kind of muddled, and I'll explain it later, that if certain aspects, which I'll explain in a bit. Um, the, there's different particular classifications of cards that say if one wants to play leadership and another player wants to play leadership, yeah, then you're going to get kind of host then. But And with full intents and purposes, if you're just playing solo, which I really, really dig, um, you're not going to worry about that at all. Uh, but if you have like two to four players, eh, you might have to need a buddy or something like that to, you know, buy a corset. Uh, but 
I'm happy the way it is. I mean, 60 bucks, it is well worth the $60. So what you get here is you get a lot of cards. You'll get three villains to play for. And then three villains actually have schemes, which I'm going to use. And if, if anybody's played Marvel Legendary, they have like scheme cards too as well. Um, Marvel Legendary from uh, Upper Deck uh, has built a deck building card game, which is not related to this one, but they use uh, some sort of style like schemes. This one here too also has side schemes. So um, you'll have three villains. You'll have Rhino, you'll have Claw, and then you'll have Ultron. And you're thinking back in the head, it's like, oh, well, well where's Thanos and where's Loki? It's going to happen. This is a living card game. They're not going to throw you right out the rep. Here you go. Five heroes. Here's Thanos. Fun. Well, what's the what's the fun in that? That's not going to happen. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna have some B C card villains, and I get it. I, I really get it. I mean, everyone wants you know after you know seeing the whole you know ten year saga with Marvel MCU, just building up, building up, building up, and then you know finally you have this epic battle, and everyone wants to get into it. It's not going to happen right off the rip. You're gonna you're gonna be hitting these B and C card chodes first. And there are no slouches. I mean, the way FFG has designed this game, uh, yeah, it's it, it's take your time. That's that's my first point. I mean, if anything here, take your time, because right now I've noticed a lot of hostility on like Facebook feeds and stuff like that because it's a hot game. I get it. It's a really really hot game. People want this stuff. I really get it. They're impatient. Gamers in general are very, very impatient, and and with FFG and stuff like that, especially with living card games, slow your roll, slow your roll. So obviously they're having the same issues like they did with Star Wars Destiny that it sold out very, very quickly, and they really, really did try to compensate. You know, you know, bringing more core sets out. You still can get the core sets at normal price, but right now, the first three expansions, which is Cap, uh, Captain America, Miss Marvel, and the Green Goblin expansion, they put it up just a week before Christmas, and that sold out gangbusters. And honestly, FFG didn't have to do that at all. I mean, they were going to have just a routine schedule, but they noticed how hot this game was. They they they, they pulled pulled a lot of strings to get some of the product out, and still has not met the demand. So you're going to see a lot of trolls out there. Just let it ride out. There's more than enough content in the core set that'll keep you happy. Okay, it'll come in time. It's not going to be like one and done thing. They're going to reprint it. Don't worry about it, okay? Just have fun with the core set, okay? That's the first piece. So you'll have a little under 350 cards. You'll have some status cards, which will go through. Bunch of counters, bunch of dials, which eh, they really love the dials thing. And I get it. I guess it's cheaper to throw in the cardboard and the little plastic nubs instead of giving you dice or something like that. Um, but uh, that's what they get in the box. And uh, honestly, they're when you get the box set, uh, they do have dividers in there. It's not amazing, but at least they worked on it this time because it is a bigger box. But chances are you're probably going to go to Etsy or go on BoardGameGeek to find uh, better customization or uh, form core or heck, even broken token or something like that to you know fully expand on this box. Because uh, right now, even with I bought the Wrecking Crew and Cap and Miss Marvel, it's already filled. After you sleeved it, it's already filled. So that's something you're going to have to look towards down the line. It's not going to be the end-all, be-all. You're going to have to find a more permanent storage solution. Um, 
All right, we're going to go into the deck building craze, and I'll tell you what you need to do with the, back, the deck. So they give you two rule books. Um, one's a rule reference, and the other one's a learn to play, similar to what they've done with Arkham. Uh, they'll give you just two sheets, uh, one to get you started, uh, a basic deck list for a couple investigators, and go. And then, then they give you kind of like, I call it a mini dictionary um, of all their terms and, and stuff like that. But customization is in here. So I have chosen Iron Man. And with any hero, you're going to have approximately 15 cards that fits into the to, to your deck that's exclusive to that hero. So you're not going to be able to bleed out Iron Man-specific cards into a cap deck. It just doesn't work that way. But they are required, and you can't take them out either. So if you find, like, a couple of misses in there, too bad. You, they, they are required. you got to have them in there. Um, after that, you have to pick out one aspect. And the aspects are leadership, protection, justice, and aggression. And they all have their different kind of feel. And to this point, I chose leadership. Leadership is really, really heavy on the ally front, um, uh, untapping your allies and then moving your allies, and then also digging for discarded allies in your deck. I kind of like it. Uh, a lot of people think it's kind of dry and it's kind of like OP. I don't. I, I don't think so. Uh, especially you can make this game harder, which I'll explain in a second. So you got your fifteen cards. You also have a five additional cards. They're called Nemesis. Now Nemesis cards are um, just literally what they said. They're not the main bad guy you're fighting, but if certain certain uh, things come up in the encounter deck, um, that'll force you to shuffle those nemesis cards into the deck and you'll have to encounter the villain uh mini vi villain eh, minor villain call it what you will uh but the nemesis for iron man is whiplash and everyone's got their own particular uh nemesis but you put that to the side doesn't count towards your deck list but it's just put to the side because you may encounter it later on all right so after that you have your aspect cards and then you also have some basic cards. Basic cards is uh, just that. Think of it like the neutral cards you would put in, in Arkham Horror. Or any of the neutral cards you would find in Lord of the Rings. Kind of similar. So you have to have a minimum deck list of 40 cards to a maximum of 50. And I think I'm at like 41. Um, so a player's deck must include each of the hero cards associated with their chosen identity card. Which I've already explained. And has to choose one specific aspect. And on top of that, too, no more than three copies of that title. Or if it's a unique card. If it's a unique card, it's just a one of. And the unique card is a little star cross that's right just before the name of the card. So it only tells you you're only allowed to have one in the deck. So, if, for instance, Pepper Pops. Yeah, there's only one Pepper Pops in here. But I threw in Leadership. There's only one Maria Hill. And then there's the, the uh, Triskelion. That's unique, too. I can only throw in one. Uh, however, there are an upgrade called Inspire that can attach to an ally. Yeah, I can have three of those. Also, there is uh, cards, too, in the basic set that says you can only have max one per deck. Just got to read the cards and, and what they do. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's it's really, really easy to build a deck. Uh, I mean, some kind of criticize it's too easy, but the card pull is not big enough. I mean, honestly, you're only having a handful of cards, just like we played with any of these other LCGs. Give it time. The card pull will grow. Okay? Just give it a little time. So that's how you do deck customization. Now, villain customization. It's a little weirder. Um, so there are, th for this instance, I'm doing Rhino. And Rhino has three stages. 
you're not fighting all three stages. Uh, considering I'm just doing the basic intro, you're only fighting the first two stages. Once you can beat the second stage of Rhino, you win the game. Pretty easy. So the main scheme for him is called break-in. And it says Rhino is attacking a shield facility. And then the contents, it'll tell you what it is. You, they'll want contents Rhino uh, 1 and Rhino 2. Rhino 3 is used for expert mode, which I'll explain later on. Then Rhino will have uh, his Rhino cards and standard uh, the encounter set. And then one modular encounter set. This is where you can uh, blend in. You can make it easier. You can make it harder. Uh, you can add additional ones. There's no... there's no restriction on that too either so but for for this intents and purposes i'm only going to do rhino one and two with this rhino cards the standard set that's included and then the modular set which is recommended to be bomb scare which you throw all those cards up all in the deck shuffle it and you've you, uh, created your encounter deck for rhino so after that's done you go to set up and you advance from one a break in to one b there's only one card for this main scheme, which obviously it's an introductory um, version of this. Uh, Rhino is trying to smash through the facility wall and steal a shipment of vibranium. You must stop him. That's it. So it'll tell you in bold what, what you need to do to either advance this card or what the villain needs to do to advance the card. So if it says, if this stage is completed, the players lose the game. Well, how in heck does Rhino win? It's a good thing uh, you've asked. Or... Me talking out loud that I said I asked. Okay. The break-in. In order for Rhino to win, there has to be seven threats on him. Once that happens and the stage is completed, the players lose the game. So, at the beginning of a villain's turn. Players always get to go first, but during the villain's turn, he'll put one threat on it per person playing. Okay. In a one-player game, it's seven. And every time uh, he goes, it's going to add one more to it. We can remove it later on, and we'll explain how that goes. But this is also modular. Think of it like Arkham Horror. I mean, where you have to get clues, like X amount of clues per investigator. It's the same way here. So if there's a four-player game, and it's seven threat to win the game, it's seven times four is 28. However, there's always going to be, during his turn, at least four uh, that's going to go on at the start of his turn. So it still ramps up at seven turns minimum, but um, it gets really kind of crazy when you start removing those threats because some of the heroes can do that and some of the allies can do that. And on top of that, too, some of Rhino's minions can also add scheme to that as well. So it floats around a lot, even more so for multiplayer games, but here I'm just doing it solo. So that's what Rhino needs to do. Now, Rhino's abilities are really nothing. He has 14 hit points, he does scheme for one, and I'll explain that in a second, and then he does attack for two. If a, Here's the cool thing about the hero. So with Iron Man, you have an alter ego. It, it's Tony Stark. So if he's in Tony Stark mode and not Iron Man mode, the Rhino's not going to hit an alter ego. He's going to try to further advance his agenda because he's looking at it, it's like you're just a puny little human. I need to get my job done and steal this vibranium. So, if that happens, then he's going to add one more additional threat for the scheme. And on top of that, too, one of the cool things about it is you flip the card over, and there's a little symbols on the lower right-hand side that'll add, potentially add, more to the scheme. So, if I draw the top card of the deck and I see two little 
I don't even know what those symbols are. Uh, triangles? They look like little ninja stars or something like that. But there's two. Uh, for this one, I just drew a card. And there's two additional ones. So he gets a scheme for one and adds two more, and it's actually three. It's also the same thing, vice versa, for the attack. So Rhino has two attack. He's going to add that additional damage to if, he, if Iron Man's in play. If Iron Man's in play, he can attack. He can also attack. You can also block with allies. But I'll get to that in a second. But if uh, Iron Man is out and he's not going to scheme, he's going to attack somebody. Then you would do the same thing. Flip over the top card of the encounter card. And you're going to add two to whatever is shown on the encounter card. Pretty easy stuff. I mean, uh, certain people call this like the math game. It's... I yeah sure you can call it a math game, uh, but I don't I don't think it is. It it, it still feels very heroy. I mean there is you know you're trying to take down a bad guy. I, I get it, but I have it all set up. We're gonna go ahead and we're gonna um, open up my opening hand and I'm gonna explain what the cards do and what choices I can make because I don't have any resources like you would with Arkham. Uh, and also, or any resources you would play with with uh, Lord of the Rings to play for cards. This has a unique style where you don't get where I'm going to say, just like Magic the Gathering, you do not get mana screwed at all. You're going to draw a hand size full of cards in your hand, and you could probably play any of them. Maybe one, maybe two, maybe three cards. But the choice that you make from your hand, you get to play. That's the probably one of the coolest points of the game. It, it you, you get to play whatever. Uh, is dealt and you're not really host if you really want that big you know four resource nick fury absolutely it's probably going to deplete your entire hand i'll explain that in a second but let's go ahead and i'm going to review on what iron man slash tony stark does okay so tony stark tony stark is a genius that's his subtitle there genius super genius he has a recovery of three um for recovery, he gets allowed, if he's in his Ultra Ego form, and he can exhaust himself to heal that many hit points. In his case, it's three. How many hit points he has? Well, I'm glad you asked. He has nine. And right now, his hand size is six. Uh, he also has an action. It's called the Futurist. As an action, you can look at the top three cards of your deck, add one to your hand, and discard the others. Limit once per round. Uh, text is, I'm obviously not doing this for the money. So that's what Tony does. And I like it that he doesn't exhaust for this. He could just it's just once per round. So once you do it, that's it. I mean it's just once once during that phase that you can do that. Well, not even a phase, I'm gonna say round. So but that's what he can do. But you can once per turn flip to alter ego or hero and vice versa. You can't keep going willy-nilly nilly. You can only do it once, unless you have a card that states that you can do it otherwise. So, after you're done digging out your cards for Tony Stark, you can flip them over, and then he becomes Iron Man. And then he has three special uh, symbols. Uh, he has two thwart, and this is what he can use to remove threat off the current scheme, or maybe a side scheme as well. Uh, he Right now, he only has one attack, and then he has one defense. He is an Avenger. And then you get plus one hand size for each tech upgrade you control, up to a maximum hand size of seven. And then... Obviously enough, thinking of Black Sabbath, it does say, I am Iron Man. However, his hand size is only one in hero format. So, 
If I had like six cards in my hands and then I jumped into um, into Iron Man, don't worry about it. However, uh, once you replenish your hand, you're only going to have a hand size of one unless you have tech cards in place. So you really got to, I can already see with Iron Man, you're going to have to get all his, got to get his boots, got to get his helmet, got to get uh, all of his special gear and equipment in order for you to feel comfortable, you know, having a bigger hand size. So right now, early game on, he's kind of restricted. So you're going to want to try to find some tech, some way, some possible to gear him up. He gets plus one attack, and then he gets one defense. So the attack is just what it says. So if I tap Iron Man, I can do one point of damage to something. I don't get that cool little bonus like I'm flipping over the encounter cards. But that's where his cards and his deck can come into play with all his various tech gear. And it's very possible, too, that's just a basic attack. I can actually have other cards out there in play that can actually hit more than once. So that is one of the cool things about it. Defense is just that. So think of it like Lord of the Rings. And then if not, I will uh, explain it otherwise. But you'll see where this actually leans, leans into it. So for one defense, if I have Rhino trying to hit me and I don't want to take all that damage undefended, I can actually tap Iron Man to soak a point of defense or a point of damage because I have one defense. So think of it like shields with allies and or your heroes in Lord of the Rings. It works exactly the same way. Um, but yeah, and that's it for Iron Man. So I'm going to start the first turn. And we're going to go from there and see if I can take down Rhino. All right. So you always start with Alter Ego format. I have Tony Stark ready. I'm going to draw my hand size at six. And I'm going to discuss what the cards are, too, for at least for the first couple of, of uh, episodes when I'm reviewing Marvel. Uh, but then once we get through the roll of it, you'll be able to figure it out. If not, I'm going to point you back to this episode. All right, so I drew Power of Leadership. It's a resource from the leadership. Genius. It's a basic resource. Lead from the front. Uh, it's a leadership event. Inspired is a leadership upgrade. And Get Ready is a leadership event. And then Powered Gauntlets. Hey, I finally got some tech. Uh, it's an upgrade exclusive to Iron Man. So, on the player phase, you take turns in player order. So if there was more than two players, somebody's going to always be the first player. Think of it like Lord of the Rings. So I'm always the first player because I'm playing this solo. So we don't have to worry about this. They give you like a really big, fat balloon text counter with three exclamation points on here to signify who's the first player. So on your turn, I can play any and all of my cards as I want. I can trigger and request actions. Now, I just found this out recently and then going through the boards that you can request actions and get help from other players. Usually the first player will do what he needs to do, which is really kind of funky. I don't know why they did it that way. It's really, really weird. Honestly, it's a cooperative game. Everyone should work together as a team. I mean, think of it like a little bit like Arkham. I mean, in a sense, they have cards that can help out other players. I don't know why that's done that. So say, for instance, I have like a minion that's on me and it's guarded and I have to go through it first. I can actually ask, it's like, I have a really big attack, but I don't want to waste it on this pud. Can somebody help me out? And then somebody like, sure, I can help you out. And they do that. It's really weird how they do that. I don't know. Maybe they should explain that better, but they really didn't. And the I, I, only reason, I just found that out. I mean, like a couple weeks ago. I mean, it's just little known about it. But then again, I'm only playing solo, so really no one's helping me. I have played a couple two-player games with it, and that is really fun. And I can see where this comes in. But I wouldn't worry if you're playing solo on the request actions too much. Um, 
Then after that, you have your basic attack, and you have thwart and recovery powers, and then you can change your form. Again, what I said earlier, you can limit it once per round, and then finally you end your turn. And then finally, once everyone's finished their turns, um, everyone discards any number of cards from their hands and draws up to their hand size. So if I had four cards in my hand and Tony Stark, you know, went to Iron Man, and now it's hand size one, I don't get to draw anything else. But I can keep the cards in my hand, so I don't have to, like, lose them. So I have that going for me. And then finally, you get to ready all of your exhaust cards. That's it for the player's turn. So let's go ahead and do that. So I'm in Ultra Ego format with Tony Hawk. I'm going to use this Futurist action here on this card. I'm going to look at the top three cards of the deck. I'm going to add one and discard the others. I do a Repulsor Blast, make the call, and Vision. Vision's an ally. Uh, and with leadership, considering I threw Captain America's cards, um, not, not his specific cards, but they added additional cards for the aspects. And for Captain America, he was obviously bigger on leadership so that's makes sense um there's a bigger pool for the leadership cards so i'm gonna pitch make the call and vision and i'm definitely gonna keep the repulsor blast all right now i have seven cards in hand i am going to discuss on how to play cards on the lower left hand side of your cards there are possibly four different symbols that you're going to see the blue that looks kind of like bobbly, kind of like you're in a chemistry lab, that's called mental. Uh, the red one's a fist, it's physical. Uh, the little lightning bolt arrow is energy, it's yellow. And then finally you got a green star, that's wild. That can count is any of those three. So if I want to play powered gauntlets, it costs two. Doesn't matter what two it is, uh, resources is, but I got to get rid of two resources worth of materials to play powered gauntlets. So... I look at Genius, Genius has two of them. Normally, a lot of these cards only have one, but it has two of them. Uh, that's why they say max one per deck. So I can play this. I'll play Genius, and it gives me two resources, and I'll play the Powered Gauntlets, because it costs two. Then I'll put it out and play. And what Powered Gauntlets does, it's armor, it's tech. As an action, as an attack, I can exhaust the Powered Gauntlets to deal one damage to an enemy. Two damage instead if I'm flying with the aerial trade. Here, let me give you a hand, Tony Stark. All right, so I have a piece of tech in play. Hooray! Next, I really don't have any any enemies, or any enemies, any allies, because I just got rid of Vision for it. I don't know if I should have done that. Maybe I should keep Vision instead. No, because that was part of me drawing the cards. I had to pitch it. Okay, that was part of his action ability. Uh... I got a Repulsor Blast, so I can play that for one. So I'll get rid of the Get Ready. It has, like, one of the uh, physical uh, resource. I'll just pitch that for one to play the Repulsor Blast. Oh, wait. That's an action. It's not an upgrade. Hold on. Let me take that back. See, I haven't played Iron Man at all. So I think I'm going to be good. This is about as good as it's going to get. I'm at full at nine hit points. i got to do something on Rhino. So I'm going to flip an Iron Man. Uh, hero action. I'm going to exhaust the power gauntlets to deal a damage to an enemy. I'm not flying. None of my cars allow me to fly. Inspire allows me to boost an ally's abilities. Get ready as a ready to ally. If the other one is a lead from the front. I can choose a player. Hey, I can play that one before I do anything else, but I can play that later. And I'll explain that in a second. 
Power of Leadership, this gives me two wild card, uh, two wild pips if I'm playing uh, any of the leadership cards following that. Otherwise, it'll just give me just one wild. And then the Repulse Blast. All right, so let's exhaust the Power Gauntlets. I'm going to deal one to Rhino. So he's at 13 instead of 14. So used one there. And then I will play Repulsor Blast. This is an event for one, so I will pitch Get Ready. And it's a hero action. You get to deal one damage to an enemy and discard the top five cards from the deck. For each of the energy uh, resources discarded this way, I get to deal two additional damage. So I'm going to do one, but now it's a lottery pick. I got I to gotta start digging out, flipping over the five cards on my deck. So one, no, that's a mental... Two, that's physical. Three, that's mental. Four, more mental. Five, hey, hey, I got an energy. So that's going to do another three point, or another two points for three. So I got him down to ten. Finally, Iron Man is still ready. So I'm going to play lead from the front. And I'm going to choose a player, me. Each character that player controls gets plus one thwart and plus one attack until the end of the turn. So instead of one attack one and two thwart, I am three thwart and two attack. Uh, there's really nothing to thwart because there's no no threat on the main scheme. So I'm just going to tap him for two more points of damage. And this will put him down to eight. So I am done. So I'm going to discard any number of cards in my hand. Got a power leadership inspired. I'm only going to have a hand size of two. So... These are not going to help me out, so I'm going to pitch them both, and then I'm going to draw two. So, because hand size is one on Iron Man, and then plus one for each tech I have in play in this Empowered Gauntlet, so two. I got Supersonic Punch and Strength. Ready them up, and now it's the enemy's turn. Now, the enemy's turn is you get to place a threat on the main scheme. So, right now, I'm going to slap one of these crazy-looking uh, fallout -y triangles that's what it looks like to me um put one on it so it's one out of seven the villain and each engaged minion there isn't any out yet uh activates once per order if you are in hero form he attacks you so rhino's going to attack me so i have one or two options i can block with iron man and tap him to negate one point of damage uh i don't think that's amazing for me i don't think that's going to help so I'm going to have Iron Man just soak it up. So Iron Man will take it. It'll be undefended. I'm going to flip over the top card. So it's two attack plus whatever the little pips are at the bottom. And I have two more pips at the bottom of that card. And it's going to be four total. So I go down to five. We're not done there. So then finally, I have to draw the top card of the encounter deck and then play it and do whatever it says. It could be anything from a treachery. It could be a side scheme. It could be a minion. Uh, it could be... A number of those things. Uh, but hopefully this won't be too brutal. So I'm going to draw my card. And it is Armored Rhino Suit. You have to attach this to Rhino. It is an armor. And when any amount of damage will be placed on Rhino, place it here instead. And when there's at least five damage here, discard uh, Armored Rhino Suit. So this is out in play. And that's it. So he just pretty much armored up. We're done with the first turn. So one of the cool things I like about this game is once you get used to it, this game plays immensely fast. Super fast. It's very possible I can get three, four games in in about maybe 40 minutes. Because you're just you're just wrapping up. You're just, just, just 
flapping cards out there, just throwing everything out there, adding up the numbers, totaling it out. I, I It's very, very easy, very, very possible to do so. Uh, probably with some of the bigger uh, enemies and villains that are out there, this might change, but for right now, it, this does play pretty quickly. All right, so Iron Man's ready. It's not that amazing right now, but I'm going to do... I'm going to play the strength. It gives me two punches, so that allow me two resources so I can play supersonic punch. It's a, an attack. It's a hero action. It deals four damage. It would be even better if I was flying, because if I had the aerial trait, it would be eight. But nope, it's four. Nice techniques, but if you do it like this, it hurts more. Yeah, that is true, especially if he was flying. But it's four. But I can't put it on Rhino. I have to put it on the suit, so now it's at four. And then finally, I'll exhaust a power gauntlet to deal another point of damage to the enemy, which will be enough, because it'll put it at the fifth point for the armored rhino suit. So finally, I got rid of the, the his armored. He stopped hulking up there. I could attack with Iron Man, but I'm at five points already, and I like to have a bigger hand size. So I am going to go into Ultra Ego format. I'm going to flip. And more importantly, I am going to... Tap Tony Stark to recover for three points. That'll put me at eight. And then finally, I can use his ability uh, for the Futurist, and I'm going to do that now. It's just so I can have a card ready and get rid of any dead weight. I got a Mark V helmet. Wonder Man is an ally and lead from the front again. So I will keep the Mark V helmet and pitch the other two. All right. So pretty quick turn. I am done. I'm going to keep this card and like it. I'm going to draw up to now six cards because I'm in Tony Stark's format. Uh, Alter Ego. One, five, six. So I drew a Pepper Potts. Get ready. Maria Hill. Inspired. And another Powered Gauntlet. So I'll ready everything. And now it is the enemy's turn. So the enemy is going to put another point. So it's two out of seven. He sees now that Iron Man has gone. So he's going to try to accomplish his agenda. So instead of attacking, he's going to scheme. So he's got a scheme one in his current format. I'm going to flip over the top card. If there's any additional uh, um, pips on there, i got to add it. Uh, there is one more, so it's going to be two. So now we're at four. So he's more than halfway there to completing his agenda. we got to work on that. Now I get to draw my agenda card. I still got to do it, or my my encounter card. I still got to do that. We got crowd control. All right, so this is a side scheme. Panic civilians crowd the area. It is difficult to confront Rhino without putting them at risk. Get the people to safety. It's got a crisis icon. And while the scheme is in play, I cannot remove threat from the main scheme. I have to go through this one first. And, and there is scheme, uh, two schemes on it per player when it comes out into play. So there's two I got to worry about. Alrighty, so the villain is done. So now I gotta take care of some civilians. Alright, Tony, what are you gonna do for me, buddy? I'm gonna use his ability again. Uh, look at the top three cards of the deck, add one to my hand, discard the others. Make the call, inspired, and triskelion. So I'm going to keep the inspired and pitch the rest. Now I have stuff to do. All 
I'm gonna play, well, I definitely gotta get the tech out there for sure. So let's play Mark V Helmet. It's a one cost upgrade and I will pitch the get ready to get rid of it or to play it out. It is armor, it is tech. Um, you can exhaust the Mark V Helmet in hero action. Remember, as a hero action, I can only do it when I'm in Iron Man format. Kind of makes sense. But there are cards that says Ultra Ego format as well. So I don't know if there's any in Iron Man yet. We'll find out when we see it. So I can I can uh, tap the Mark V helmet to remove a threat from a scheme. Or if I'm in Ariel, I can remove it from each uh, from a scheme from each scheme instead. So instead of just doing one from a scheme, I can divvy it up. This doesn't help me a whole heck of a lot because crowd control. I can't remove it from the break-in. But there there can be more than one side scheme in play, so I can actually combo that out and uh, put more uh, put more of a removal on it if I need to. All right, next. i got to get more power gauntlets up because that's going to help me out. So let's do... I'm going to put out Maria Hill. Maria Hill, part of shield, two costs to get her out. So I'm going to get rid of... Both Inspireds, because I have two Inspireds in my hand. And she is a two-hit-point ally, two-threat, or two-threat, two-thwart, one attack. And after she enters the play, I get to draw a card. Even better if there was other players, because after she enters the play, I can have each player draw a card. But it, for me, it's just one card. All right. And then finally, I'm going to pitch Pepper Pots, and I drew a Repulsor Blast, so I'm going to get rid of that so I can play the other Powered Gauntlet. So I got both of my gauntlets up and the helmet. Kind of see where this is going. I got I to gotta find more stuff. I need more stuff for, for Iron Man here to really combo this guy out. All right, Maria, I need you to help me out with the crowd control. This, needs to, this is a problem. You need to usher and get these people out of harm's way. So that's what she's going to do. So I'm going to tap Maria Hill. You put two thwart on the crowd control. So after she has done her thwarting and or attacking, you'll notice on the card there's a little pow pip right below if it says thwart or if it says attack. Once it's done, she takes, I would call it residual damage for dealing with it. It could be anywhere, think of it thematically, like the crowd riding around. She might have gotten pushed around a little bit or trying to get out of Rhino's way to help usher out the uh, the, the crowd. But that's what it is. So the most, almost all, I'm going to say almost all, will take some sort of residual damage. Uh, but next case, I think it's a good trade-off. So I can actually remove crowd control. Because once it's done and removed, it goes to the discard pile. I have to put a point of damage on Maria. So she's only got one left because she's only got two hit points. Uh, but she has done her job. And Tony Stark will flip over from Tony Stark to Iron Man. And then I am going to exhaust my Mark V helmet to remove a threat from break-in. And then I'm going to exhaust power gauntlets to deal damage to an enemy. Put them down to seven. Then my other gauntlets do the same thing. Put them down to six. And then I really want to keep that threat at bay. So instead of attacking for just that one point of damage, I'm going to thwart for two. Now, 
Notice I didn't take a point of damage for doing that. That only works for allies. Allies are the ones that takes the residual damage because honestly, they're they're going to have to deal with minions and possibly the villain smack him down anyway. So they got other problems to deal with. So just to let you know that only is for allies and allies only. All right, so I removed two more, so we got it all the way back down to one. I am done. I'm going to ready everything, and then I'm going to draw. I got three tech cards in, out now, so I get to draw three cards. Uh, four cards. Yeah, I get plus one hand size for each tech card, so it's four cards. Also, if you can actually see this, my deck's getting really, really small now. This is not to worry. I will explain that when and if it happens, what to do when that when it does happen. So I drew a supersonic punch. Uh, War Machine is an ally. It's a big, beefy ally. I don't know if I'll put him out yet. I got an, an, uh, another tech card. I got the Arc Reactor. Hey, and I'm getting them all together here. And then I got Energy, the basic resource. Enemies turn. Rhino. Kind of irritated that I took care of that crowd so easily. Put a scheme on the break-in. And then he's going to attack me. So now I have a choice. I can actually... Well, I have a couple choices. I can have Maria block it. If she blocks it, she just takes all the damage. There's some, she has Alex have no defense. Unless the card states otherwise. They have no defense. So I can have her block it, and she's just going to eat all of it and go to the discard pile. Or I can have Iron Man tap and um, soak at least one of that damage before it becomes wounds. Or I could just have Iron Man just take the full brunt of it. So I am looking at my hand to see what is good. Uh, I really need to find a card that helps me fly. This would be awesome if I can fly, but I don't. The Arca Reactor gives me the option for the next turn. If once I put it into play as a hero action, I can exhaust the Arc Reactor to ready Iron Man. So that's something to keep in mind. I am going to block with Iron Man. So I'll tap him so I can get the point of defense. So right now it's two to my one defense. I flip a card over. There is no pips on this one. So it's two to one. Uh, I'll soak a point of that and then take a point of damage. So I'll be at seven. Looking good. Looking good. We got to start a new turn. Alright, I'm definitely going to get that tech out. So let's play the Arc Reactor. I'll use the energy because that gives me two more, two resources. So Arc Reactor is out. I am going to uh, tap the helmet to remove a thwart off of the main agenda. I am going to exhaust both of my power gauntlets for one point apiece and bring them down to four. I have a choice with Maria. I don't know what I want to do. I mean, I could thwart and remove that last break-in, or I could do one point of attack. I think I'm just going to have her hold out and not do anything at all. She's just going to hold back in case I might need a block, because I, I want to make sure, if I'm going to thwart with her before she goes to this card pile, I'm going to make sure it's absolutely worth it. And one point's not going to bring Rhino down in this first stage. Now, I gotta remember, once I beat the second stage of Rhino, I win the game. I still gotta go through two rounds of, of, of Rhino. So, I got War Machine in hand, cost four. I can't do anything with it. Supersonic Punch, cost two. I don't have enough cards or resources to deal with it. So, they're both gonna sit in my hand. I'm gonna say, well, Arc Reactor, I'm gonna exhaust, ready Iron Man, 
And then I will attack for one. And he'll be at three. Alright, so I am done. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep these cards in my hand and draw let's see. Now I got four tech cards, so I can have five cards in my hand now. So two plus three more. I don't want to pitch any of these. I gotta get ready. A repulsor blast and a power of leadership. Enemy phase. We'll put a threat on break in, so it's at two. Uh Rhino. Well, let me ready everything here. Forgot to write everything. I'm going to have Iron Man block Rhino. So I'll tap Rhino. So right now, it's 2 to 1. Uh, I took additional point there. So it's 3. So 3 points of damage. I can soak 1. I was at 7. I'll be down to 5. Now I'm going to draw my encounter card. My encounter card is charge. Attached to Rhino. If... Um, the, for the boost card, that's what they're actually called, boost cards. If I draw the star symbol, then he's going to get the plus three attack. And when he attacks, the attack gains overkill. So if it kills an ally, it can spill over. And at the end of the attack, discharge, discard charge. So right now, it is plus three attack, but it's only going to be plus three if I draw the star symbol for the boost ability. Alrighty, got a tapped Iron Man. I do have some options I can deal with here. Uh, War Machine's kind of crazy. I mean, for what War Machine does, he's a four-cost ally. Uh, he does two attack and one thwart, four hit points. However, exhaust War Machine, and you can deal two damage to him, and he deals one damage to each enemy. He's not kind of critical right now, because right now it's just Rhino, and that's not worth it. Um... I really want to take him out, though, so let's see what happens. All right. I'll tap both gauntlets for two points. I'll put them down to one. I'm going to have Maria finish it off. So she will take a point of damage. And then finally, I will knock out the first stage Rhino. And it will go to the second stage. Now, the second stage Rhino, he's even bigger and better. So you get to boost up his hit points now to 15 instead of 14 for first stage. You can see where this is. It builds. And then finally, you have to search your encounter deck and discard pile for the break-in and take in side scheme and reveal it. And it was my discard pile. And I put it into play. And when revealed, place an additional threat on here per person. So it has two, but it's really three. And then it's got a hazard icon. I have to deal a plus one encounter card during the villain phase. So instead of just dealing one during the encounter card phase, I'm going to draw two. I don't like drawing two. That sounds terrible. Alrighty. <laughs> Rhino's quote. Out of my way. Let's... Huh. What's the best way of dealing with this? Alright. I'm still not flying. Tap my helmet. I'll put, the, put it down to two instead of three. Then I'm going to exhaust the arc reactor to ready Iron Man. And then use the thwart ability to remove the break-in and take-in. So that took care of that, so I don't have to worry about that. So I'm all tapped out there. I don't have any tech or upgrades to deal with. Uh, I think I am going to play 
War Machine. I'll play War Machine for four. That's going to get rid of all my cards. Because I had four cards left. So I have War Machine out. And then I'm going to attack for two. He's going to take a point of damage. And then Rhino's going to take two. He'll be at 13. I'm going to ready everything. I'm going to draw cards. Uh, I have four tech cards. I'm going to draw two, five. I have just enough. I have no more cards left to draw. I got Falcon. Rocket Boots. I got some tech. Squirrel Girl. More Rocket Boots. And Stark Tower. All right, Rhino. We're at three on the threat for break-in. And Rhino is going to attack, so I'm going to block with Iron Man. So right now, uh, Rhino's a little bit tougher now, so it's one scheme, three attack. He went up one on the attack. I'm going to the second level. So right now it's three, and I can defend one. So I'm taking at least two points of damage. I flip over the card, it is three points of damage. I'll be down to two. I have a good feeling I'm going to go into Alter Ego format very, very shortly. And then finally, my encounter card is Advanced Treachery. When revealed, the villain schemes. No! Okay, so scheme one, plus whatever pips are on here. It's actually another one for two, so now it is at five. And I gotta worry about that. Alright, we're at five out of seven. I'm gonna have to take care of that really, really quickly. Alrighty, I got an exhausted Iron Man, I got a War Machine. Randall's sitting at 13. Let's... I gotta play some of these rocket boots, man. So I'll pitch Squirrel Girl for rocket boots. It gives me plus one hit point. And as an action, I can exhaust rocket boots and spend a mental resource to gain the aerial trait. So yay, I can now fly and actually do a little more damage than I was before. I'll do that again. I'm gonna pitch Stark Tower and play another rocket boot. So I'll be at 11 hit points, but I'm at two. So, let's exhaust the arc reactor to ready him. And I need to thwart badly. So, it's at five. So, I can remove two off his thwart ability. The mark helmet, I can tap and remove one as well. And bring it down to two. Feeling a little bit better now about this. Man, I played that wrong. I shouldn't have got rid of the Stark Tower. Could have done at least some action boots there. Uh... I'm going to have War Machine hit for two. We had 11 for Rhino, but he, War Machine has to take two point, or a point of damage. I have left his Falcon in hand. So Power Gauntlets for one and one. So for another two for nine. I'm going to go to Alter Ego. So I can heal for next turn. And then I'm going to... Shuffle my deck. Now, I'm going to use his ability so I get to draw three cards to the deck and add one to my hand. Um, at any time you don't have any cards in your deck, you can shuffle your cards up and do what you normally do to get whatever whatever criteria is met. However, once that's done, you have to draw an encounter card and resolve it. This also works differently, too, with the encounter deck itself. So say, for instance, if Rhino runs out of encounter cards in his deck... He gets to reshuffle his cards, but uh, you have to add these big, huge plus one arrow tokens on there 
and you get to put it on the scheme. So instead of placing one uh, one th uh, threat every turn, it's going to be two. And that's a little known rule that not a lot of I don't know if a lot of people are actually following, but it, it's good to know. So um, which does make sense because the longer you drag it out and you haven't taken out the enemy, uh, the better chances it is for the enemy to complete its scheme. And it, it just accelerates it. So, all right, my deck is shuffled. I'm going to draw three cards. I get, get to keep one and pitch the rest. I drew an Energy, a Strength, and a Nick Fury. I can only keep one. So I will keep the Nick Fury and pitch the rest. I hate pitching four resources, though. That Like that, that hurts... It hurts my feelings. Yep. Yep. That's what I gotta do. Now I gotta draw my encounter card. And the encounter card is Assault. Treachery. When revealed, if you're in the Alter Ego format, this card gains Surge. Hey, Surge. Sounds similar to, like, the Surges that we see in Lord of the Rings and Arkham. It's the same. It works the same way. Alright. So I'm in Alter Ego format, so I have to draw another card. Sandman. Ooh, we got our first minion out. It's a two-scheme, three-attack villain. And, well, not a villain, but a minion. Four hit points. It has toughness. Toughness is this character gains play with a toughness card on it. They're giving you, like, these little mini cards, and toughness is one of them, so I'm going to put it on Sandman. And tough is the next time this character would take any amount of damage, discard this status card instead. So, yeah, don't go all big on, on this guy. You get at least one point of damage to remove the toughness ability off of it. So, but he is out in play. And, unfortunately, I'm going to say I'm done. This does not look well for me. I didn't anticipate drawing that. So, let's ready everything. All right. And I get to draw up to six. So Nick Fury, Falcon in my hand, Genius, Pepper Potts, Power of Leadership, and Vision. Enemy phase. All right, we're at three. I'm in Alter Ego format, so Villain's going to go first in Scheme. So Rhino with one plus this card is two. We're at five, and I think I just lost the game uh, due to untimely Sandman play. Sandman comes out, and Sandman, he does get a boost ability for the attack, but not for the scheme ability. He just he just adds two to it. So when you're when dealing with minions, he can't stack damage with the attacks on the boost abilities of the cards, but not for the schemes. But he schemes for two. Puts it at seven. I lose the game. Tony Stark, you big schlep. Oh, okay. Game one is over. So now that that's all figured out and explained everything out in detail, my mode is is I try to take care of this in my aspect up to three times. And um, I should take a screenshot of what I actually do. I actually have like a spreadsheet in and uh, keep tally of my win-loss records and stuff like that because when you look at it just out of the box... And the different uh, side uh, scenarios that you can put into the deck. You have a lot of games you can play, right, at least in solo play, right out the gate. I mean, it's really good. They actually do rate, which is weird, 
which I'll explain in a second. They actually do rate, like, the scenarios. Like, this one is difficulty one. And that's what Bomb Scare is. It literally is difficulty one. You can take out Bomb Scare and throw in Hydrazine Minion, and that makes it uh, a three. And on top of that, too, you can actually play uh, the expert version of Rhino and fight with level uh, stages two and three Rhino. And you put the expert cards in, and that makes it another layer of difficulty. So... Yeah, it, it you can do a lot to it. And if you think even that's too easy, you can just beef up and throw in more uh, side scenarios in as well. Uh, it, it, there's a ton of value in this game. Just a ton. Uh, but uh, I, I really dig it. And it's very, very quick. Very, very fast. So give me a second here. I'm going to set up game two. And we're going to go a little bit faster. All right, Tony, let's start again here. I'm going to draw my uh, six cards. Uh, Genius, Repulsor Blast. Rocket Boots, Maria Hill. Lead from the front. And Power of Leadership. Ooh, not too shabby. All right, Tony, let's draw the top three cards in my deck. Add one and discard the others. I got Arc Reactor, oh, Mark V Helmet, make the call. Uh, I want them both. So I will, for now, keep the Mark V helmet and pitch the others. I will play the Power of Leadership. It gives me two Wild Pips so I can play Maria Hill. Maria Hill is the two thwart, one attack with two wounds that she can take. And then once she goes to play, it gets to draw a card. I drew Make the Call. I will pitch Make the Call to play Rocket Boots. And I'm going to pitch lead from the front to play Mark Helmet. Finally, I'm going to switch over to Iron Man. And then I have a Repulsor Blast, which I will play off of my Genius. That's an overkill there, but... It is what it is. Play the Repulsor Blast. And I can deal one damage to an enemy and discard the top five cards of my deck. If it is the energy symbol, you get to add two additional damage. So here's one. I do have one. Uh, that's a wild. That doesn't help. Because the wild only plays from your hand. Still got one. Three, no. Four, no. Five, no. So I'm doing three points of damage. So bring them down to 11. And then I am going to hit for one with Iron Man. I'm going to keep Maria at bay when the Thwart gets kind of crazy. So I'm going to ready Iron Man. I do have two tech cards out, so I can have a hand size of three. I drew a Squirrel Girl, Power Gauntlets, Wonder Man, Villain Time. One goes on break-in. Rhino is going to attack. I am going to say I'll take it and I'm not going to tap with Iron Man so right now two. Oh, he hit me hard four so I'll be down to five well actually I got plus one hit point there because I was at max but the way I'm going to play it though is I still need to heal that so my max is ten so I am at five five out of ten because to me, that would make sense. 
All right. So, and then I got to play the encounter card. Encounter card is, oh, I'm tough. Ah, yes, he is. So he gets a toughness uh, card on him. So I got to do at least a point of damage to get rid of that before I can do any more damage to Rhino. All right, I'm going to pitch up both of my cards of Squirrel Girl and Wonder Man to meet the two cost of the upgrade for the Power Gauntlets. And then I'm going to exhaust the Power Gauntlet to do one point of damage to get rid of the toughness. And then I am going to... Hmm. I'm going to flip Iron Man over Tony Stark, and then I'm going to exhaust him to heal three. Put it at eight. I don't think I want to use the Futurist ability because I'm out of hand, hand size here. I should have... Well, let me take that back. Keep that. Set five. I forgot to use the Mark V helmet. Let's remove that one thwart off of it. Then I'll go to Tony Stark. Tap him to deal that uh, to heal three and be at eight. And that is it. That's a quick turn. So I'm ready everything, including Tony. I'm in alter ego format. Put a scheme on the break in. He's going. Rhino's going to scheme for one plus whatever this is. It's just one more. So there's two. And then my encounter card is a Hydra Bomber. When revealed, choose either to take two damage or place one threat on the main scheme. Uh, I'll put one on the main scheme at three. It's a one scheme, one attack minion for two hit points. I know that if you cut off one head, two more will take its place. But what if it blows up instead? Quoted by She-Hulk. Oh, I forgot to draw my cards. I should do that. So, actually, we had six. So, Inspired, Rocket Boots, Vision, Hawkeye, Supersonic Punch, Powered Gauntlets. All right, now I'm going to use Tony's ability for the Futurist. So, I'm going to draw three, pick out the one I like, and pitch the rest. I got Repulsor Blast, War Machine, Stark Tower. Uh, I'll keep... I'll keep Stark Tower. Because there was discarded armor in there that I can savage out. I will upgrade into Iron Man. I will... See, I got cards in my hand here. Man, I need to fly. Fly would help. Maria, help out with the thwarting. So she will take a point of damage and then take two off of the break-in and put it down to one. I'll tap the helmet to remove a threat. So we're at zero. Going to pitch the rocket boots in my hand because it's got the uh, mental. And then I'll exhaust the rocket boots I already had equipped out so I can fly. So I got that going. I can do two points of damage with my power gauntlets now. And I'll do that to the Hydra Bomber. And I will get rid of Vision and Inspired to play another power gauntlet. I'm going to do two points of damage to Rhino. So put him down eight. And then I'm going to pitch Stark Tower, Hawkeye, play Supersonic Punch. I get to deal four points of damage to an enemy, but I'm flying this turn, so it's eight, and I'll knock out Rhino for the first stage and put him in the second stage. 
once that happens, I got to get out the break-in and taking uh, side scheme and reveal it and then shuffle in the counter deck. I didn't, I didn't discard it, so I got to fish it out. Oh, that's my scare. Where did you go? Yo, 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 yo. There it is. It's got three threat on it. But it gives me, uh, I have to deal another encounter card. Uh, and Rhino is up to 15. So let's put him back up to 15. I have Iron Man still ready. I'm out of cards. I will tap Iron Man to take two of that break and take it off. It'll be at one. So I'm going to ready everything and I'm going to draw. I got four tech cards out now. So I'll draw five this turn. One, two, three, four, five. Nick Fury, Energy, Falcon, Mark V, Armor, and Repulsor Blast. So there's five. All right. Enemy time. I'm going to have Maria take the Rhino damage. Three attack. Maybe more. It is more. That's enough to get rid of Maria because you only have one hit point left. When you block with an ally, you got to tap the ally. If by some chance the ally survives. And then finally, I have to draw two encounter cards because of the break-in and taken. Because there's still one threat on the break-in and taken side scheme. First card is False Alarm. I'm confused. Well, it's a new one I get to explain. Confused is, next time this character with thwart or scheme, you have to discard this instead. So it makes it a lot more harder for me. It's a scheme. And then my second card is Shocker. I'm going to reveal, deal one damage to each hero. So I'll be down to seven. Because that's one scheme, two attack uh, minion with three points of damage that I have to deal with. All right. I'm confused. So I'm going to tap the Mark V helmet. So when I get to remove one threat from the scheme, well... Yeah, I got to do it. So... I get rid of the confused that way. I didn't want to do that, but maybe do it. Uh, let's see. I got Nick Fury in hand. Nick Fury is amazing. I don't know why more people not running Nick Fury. Let's see what the best course of action to deal with here. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh, I would like to get the aerial trait. I mean, I could do that. I'll do that. I'll pitch the Mark V armor. And I'll gain aerial. So tap the rocket boots. I'll deal two points of damage to Shocker. Yeah, two points of damage to Shocker. It's got one left. Wish I could do more. But I can't. I mean, it's overkill when I do it. And the other power gauntlet to get rid of Shocker. And then I will thwart to get rid of the break in taken. There's only one left, so I tapped Iron Man for the two thwart there. Then I'm going to play Nick Fury. Two energy, so I got two. Pitch Falcon for three. Repulsor Blast for four. I play Nick. And Nick's out. It's a two thwart 
two attack for three wounds. And when he comes into play, I get to choose one. I get to remove two threat from a scheme, draw three cards, or deal four damage to an enemy. At the end of the round, if Nick Fury is still in play, discard him. I always poke fun at this card. This card is a Gandalf card or the Red Glove Man. So Gandalf does something similar to this in Lord of the Rings, and Red Glove Man does something similar to this for Arkham Horror. <laughs> it bleeds all over. Because none of those guys stay out for the full round. They just wander off. So, Nick, you're going to do four points of damage to Rhino. Put him down to 11. Then, Nick, you're going to go out there and smack him for two more. This will put him down to nine. I am done. I'm completely tapped out. So, I'm going to ready everything. And I'm going to draw... Well, I'm still in Iron Man format. I'm going to draw five cards. One, two, three, four, five... And supersonic punch, make the call. Two get readies and a strength. Villains up. There's two on break in. Nick, you're gonna block Rhino's attack because you're not gonna be out of here for the at the end of the villain phase. You're just gonna do whatever Shield does. I'm gonna flip over the top card. It is two more points of damage. It's enough to take care of Nick. He's out. And here's my encounter card. It's assault. Uh, when revealed, if you're in a hero format. Which I am. The villain attacks me. Hmm. I guess I'll take it. And I'm not going to use my defense for that either. So it's three plus whatever this is. I'm taking four. I'll be down to three. What cards do I have in hand? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I think I got this, though. Let's see what plays next turn. I am ready to go. I got to do nine more points of damage to Rhino to win the game. I am going to play Make the Call. Use the mental resource on it pitch it i'm gonna fly to the air i go i'm gonna do four points of damage with both of my powered gauntlets bring them down to five and then finally play two off the strength to play supersonic punch and considering i'm an aerial do another eight points of damage rhino has been defeated Woo! get to mark that off my uh super spreadsheet here on this one yeah good times uh, my thoughts on Iron Man takes build. I mean, you got to build him up. I mean, it's not like he's coming fast out of the gate uh, like some other heroes do. But once he gets going and you get the train engine going, uh, he can do it. I, I just had a bad pull there in that first game, you know, considering it was like the weak, <laughs> the weakest one <laughs> that I'm playing here. It happens, even with just playing Bare Bones Rhino. I had lost games like that. Uh, but uh, I will move on for the next time. So I'll keep the Iron Man deck around. Take a look at the deck. See what you think. If you think there's some tweaks I should do, maybe I should be playing something differently in the leadership aspect, yeah, let me know. I didn't pull a lot of leaders, um, uh, a lot of allies because I am kind of, I think I got about six or seven allies. So I, I just didn't really have it away because I'm, I'm pitching those cards to play the tech. So I don't know if leadership works that amazing for Iron Man, but... I'll switch it on and see what happens. Uh, but if you got any questions, comments, you can get a hold of me, Tim. And my email is arkhamskids at gmail.com. So, until then, guys and gals, give this game a look through. I do enjoy it. It is a lot of fun. Um, there is some negativity to this game, and there are some trolls out there. Don't let that bother you. It's fast as fun. If you look, I, I just looked at it. It's like, it, for me explaining it, it took about a half an hour. For me playing that second game, I think I got it in 12 minutes. I mean, the game is that quick. And I'm explaining it to you. So, 
I like it. I dig it. I think it deserves to be a part of your collection if you're willing to soak into the subscription model for for F, uh, with FFG. Uh, give it a good look. If anything, there's a lot in this game going just in the core set. You can get your money's worth just in the core set alone. So, till then, take down them villains, man. Take them down. They deserve to be down. Fight for justice, liberty, in an American way. Well, I live in America, but yeah. Do it for justice. Till then, I'll talk to you guys later.